0: Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's (laughs) fine. There's There's some some butt fumbling in that movie, Uh, too. Just a wee little bit. (laughs) Larry David, good to see you, sir.
1: I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play?
0: He is none other than Broadway Joe Namath. It's Mark. Word to get the nod, and if he played decently, it's uh, if what a big word, so it's only two letters, huh? <laughs> Bobby Cannavale told you about Derek Jeter story at Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series, screaming, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth inning, <laughs> yeah. Jeter comes up, Derek,
1: just turn around, man, <laughs> just turn around.
0: Finally, he's like, dumb, he does the thing with the weight, he's about to go up, he turns around, he looks at me, he goes, bro, I hear you. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host,
2: Rich Eisen.
0: Welcome to the New York City-based edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, coming to you from league headquarters in New York City just three, count them, three days before the 2014 NFL Draft goes down in Radio City Music Hall. I am your humble host, Rich Eisen. Chris Law is right here next to me. Good to see you here in New York Good to City. see you, Rich. Chris Brockman is back in the Los Angeles studios uh, toiling uh, hard at work, let's put it that way, with the up against it, as they say, with... The Tuesday night airing of the Rich Eisen Draft special that we are uh, at League Headquarters to tape. That's on Tuesday at what time? 10 10.30 30
2: p.m. P.m. Eastern. Eastern, yeah. Follows the mock draft show that you're a part of.
0: Yeah, we're, that we're going to be taping on Tuesday itself. Yes. And um, But we're here in New York City on the Monday before uh, getting set for uh, a draft that right now, is still up in the air. As of this taping, Houston still holds the number one overall pick. St. Louis is still sitting at two. Jacksonville sitting at three with everybody wondering if they're going to take Watkins, if the Rams pass on Watkins at two. Maybe the Jaguars will take Johnny Manziel. I'm still up in the air when I'm third on the clock on Tuesday's mock draft show. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Manziel or what many people believe Gus Bradley wants to have happen and Khalil Mack. I'm still up in the air. I I know I said weeks ago, rip the knob off, it's Johnny Manziel, um, and I do believe Daniel Jeremiah has, um, has, in his latest mock draft, I saw on the like bottom 5. line ticker. 0? Yeah, I know. Yeah. In his latest mock draft, Daniel and Charles, one of them, I forget which one, um, it says that Manziel's going go, uh, to go to Jacksonville.
2: At three. I think it was, it was, um, it was Daniel. Charles has not going five to
0: the Raiders. Right. And so, But the Raiders are, are reported by uh, the local media out there to have already axed Manzell or Bortles Smoke as their screens. pick at fifth overall. Smoke screens. And that Texas A&M um had uh some visitors in the past few days, that St. Louis the Less Need and yep. a contingent with Jeff Fisher and Brian Schottenheimer apparently sat down with Johnny Manziel. And Les was on our show a few weeks ago saying Sam Sam's our guy moving forward and the Monday morning quarterback said that if Manziel's available at 13 if he's available at 13... But there's no
2: way, right? I don't know
0: that the Rams are going to take him. It's amazing how everything that has been essentially <laughs> set in stone, that Manziel is easily the first quarterback taken, he's definitely going to be a top-five pick, what with three quarterback needy teams going three, four, five in Jacksonville, Cleveland, and Oakland. And certainly with um, uh, even uh, at seven, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. may... Take a swing at Manziel because right now no they're, faith in they're McLennan? McLennan is backing up uh, Josh McCown. That if somebody's sitting there, or they're going to definitely go Mike Evans if he's sitting there. I mean, you hear all sorts of things that if Manziel falls to eight, the Vikings would take him. What well, if he falls all the way to 16 and Dallas is sitting on the clock? All those scenarios are being thrown out right now as if they're real possibilities.
2: Well, the thing with two, even, is the money isn't what it was when they signed Bradford. So you can take a quarterback you don't have yeah, to but, pay him I don't know
0: who would acquire Sam Bradford what do you do yeah I mean I don't think the Rams are going to go quarterback at two it's the 13 spot if Manziel should show up at least that's what Peter King wrote it could be a lot on of Monday
2: but it could be what Brian Billick or uh, Bill Belichick did when he invited Manziel up he's not going to the Patriots but Les Sneed and Jeff Fisher want to just get inside his head and see what he's thinking for when they play against him
0: and then the, the Cutler future. situation in Denver where Mike Shanahan never looked at Jay Cutler yeah. in, uh, in person yeah and drafted him. Yep. Traded up to get him, as a matter of fact. So it's a you never know quality to this draft. That right now I think everybody believes Clowney's number one. I don't see anybody out there that says Manziel's going to be the number one overall pick. But there are scenarios under which the Texans would trade the pick if they can get uh, high enough, if they, they don't have to drop down too far too enough far. to maybe get Khalil Mack.
2: Like the, Falco, the, the Falcon, the Falcons at six hearing. might
0: be too low to get too Khalil low to, to Mack. get Mack. And, and should the Falcons give up a number one overall pick in next year's draft to get clowning? Because that's what it will take to get from six to one for a player. Yeah. At least that's what if Rick Smith should be holding out for. Yep. You know, and um, I think it's going to end up going, Texans are going to keep the pick and go clowning. And then hope that Bridgewater's sitting there in the second round, maybe. Or just hope that, because that, that, they still need, I mean, who's, they're going to go TJ Yates? Is that where they're going to go?
2: Yeah. Is no. that where their
0: starting quarterback's going to be? Is that what they're going to actually go ahead and try?
2: Well, we saw what O'Brien did, though, with my, my boy McGloin. I mean, he can develop. He can develop talent. I know. So, TJ Yates. And I know. And who was
0: the kid that they that they had uh, playing last year? Um, the quarterback who was uh, playing last year. They had a in uh, Houston. Yeah, in Houston. Who, who ended up? I'm so I'm so living in this in year's this year's draft. draft yeah. Now I'm it's now blanking on that sort of thing. This is bad. It is bad. Wow. Do you have enough cell phone power to look this up? <laughs> yeah, the cell,
2: we're both experiencing some cell phone difficulties here in New York. I know. Juice, I juice deficiencies. But um, I, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, the, there's no chance that, that, yeah, that they...
0: I don't know who their quarterback would be if they don't take one in this year's draft.
2: Savage, right? Are they Are going to grab Savage, the, the, the buzz name of, of recent weeks?
0: Right. So, you know, you take a look at, at, at this year's draft class and you figure they're going to have to go ahead and get a quarterback in this year's draft class. There's no doubt about it.
2: But you're hearing Bridgewater potentially at 33 even, which is not what people thought ever. They got Fitzpatrick right now as well. Isn't Ryan Fitzpatrick on their roster? Ryan
0: Fitzpatrick is on. That's, it's Fitzpatrick and Yates.
2: Yeah, the Amish rifle.
0: That's right. There's no question about that. Man, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I guess that they, they, they can go into the, the season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, there's, there's no doubt about that. So, at any rate, we've got uh, a great show in store for you today. Case Keenum is the name of the quarterback from last year. Um, Long week. <laughs> it is. I mean, your head's in the draft right now.
2: V- video-wise, um, I mean, you get a binder, a research binder, and video-wise... I mean, I didn't
0: even take half of one of them. It's not even a binder. It's a phone book. Now.
2: 750 prospects. I didn't even
0: take it. I didn't even take it because if I'm the one to be, be the one on the set with all our draft experts, to telling you what this kid did in his sophomore year, then then our draft coverage is off. You know my philosophy on the draft coverage is keep it moving, keep it light, keep it entertaining, keep it informative, keep our analysts uh, available for comment, and make sure that you know who's on the clock, make sure you know who's on the clock next, so it could even factor into the pick or the possibility (laughs) of trading the pick, and then when a team is on the clock, let you know if they did acquire the pick for a trade in the past, that this... uh, chicken, if you will, has finally come home to roost. Yeah. And, and, you know, we will not hear the name Washington or the name Indianapolis in the first round because they traded their first round picks away unless they trade back into it. Yeah. So when the Browns are on the clock at 26th overall, you know, I'll be sitting there reminding everybody this is the Trent Richardson trade. That is uh, top of mind for a lot of fans. But if there's a second or a third round pick that you may not know about, like the Jets will be drafting in the fourth round this year uh, with a pick that belongs to the Durrell Revis trade. Ah, from last year. Yes. So that's my job to remind everybody that this is finally going to be the individual that that trade and that pick turned into. That's my job. My job is not to sift through a phone book of information. To, I left it home. I, there's to, no way to pack it. Oh, there was Bill no Smith to, and Drew, Drew Christian. I can't believe the thing came to the house. You know they 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 I got a FedEx in yeah. the house cuz I was away from the, the the office this week. It's insane. It 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 showed up. It it, it almost cracked the front step that the box <laughs> fell on. <laughs> Well, at any rate, um, so we've got a great show in store. Tracy Morgan is on the show.
2: Yes, looking forward to that. Yes,
0: and again, this is all going to be on at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, Tuesday night. Correct. On NFL Network. Tracy Morgan is on the program. The 30 Rock and um, SNL alum has got a new comedy tour. He's traveling to a theater near you, potentially. Yeah, he's all
2: over over the country. Yeah, go go to to
0: livenation.com or ticketmaster.com to find out where he's coming in your town. Turn It Funny is the name of his tour. He's got a new DVD DVD out called Bonafide, Bonafide. so you should get all those things and uh, listen to the uh, conversation. But uh, before that, just like last week, I don't know—is this are these two completely polar opposite guests that we could get possibly find in the same week of last week to have Mike Mayock and Bob Saget? It's 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 in that it's
2: in that it might even be more
0: it's further away. I don't know. Mayock and Saget—you can't get further away from those two guys. And we did get as expected a few tweets from people saying that Saget wasn't their cup of tea. And
2: then we got others. Well, people were, were also were...
0: wondering why you let what your what your philosophy on the bleeps were last week. Well, that that you were because that you bleeped it, out a couple of words that that were It depends far how more,
2: they're used. Well, I mean,
0: okay. How then, they're used?
2: How they're used and then in real time that interview is happening there was, there was a lot of there time codes. There was a lot written down, down. about yes. that interview as to what maybe could or could Yeah, but couldn't. NADS
0: made it through. Well, NADS, but I mean, but, but,
2: We don't even need to go there. Poor the, Kaveh is editing this back Oh, is it? Okay. And, um, yeah, he's editing it back Okay, in, so let's
0: make uh, it easy for Kaveh. Yeah, we'll make it easy Since for you're Kava. here doing things like this show, the draft special, and also your, your mock draft special. Yes. So, uh, but the, the reason why I bring this up is the commissioner of the NFL
1: is our, on this RG1, show. RG1, yeah. Uh,
0: he has been kind enough. To, I think this is our third straight year. Yes. that he has sat down for the draft special and, and uh, presented himself kindly as the lead guest of the program. You
2: broke news last year with him about the draft being Maybe pushed back May, because of the Easter Bunny. Well, a lot
0: of people are wondering if, 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 that, uh, if the draft is going to be in May next year or if it's going to be in New York next year because the same reason why this year's draft was pushed back, the uh, folks at Radio City Music Hall... Need the stage for what they're putting together an Easter special, an extravaganza yeah. similar to the uh, to the Christmas special, and so um, basically, Radio City I think has informed the NFL they want to try that again next year, even though the Easter extravaganza that had the stage booked. Now, the Easter extravaganza didn't have the stage booked for the w- weekend of the draft itself. Yeah, The league has to get in a week before to get ready, yeah. to get prepared. I mean, it's a monster stage that they put together. So they need, to get, they, they need the weekend before to get in. The extravaganza that had that weekend never took place. It canceled. The Radio City Music Hall canceled. I guess they couldn't get their act together. So they've told the league next year, we still want to do it again. And I, I think the league is potentially taking that as a sign of maybe we should move it
2: because the league
0: has been thinking about moving this draft to other cities in the past. Uh, So there's lots of things to talk to the commissioner about and here he comes right now. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen draft special once again the man of the hour as we are here in New York City for yet another NFL draft. The man with all the hugs coming up this week, (laughs) Commissioner Roger (laughs) Goodell. Good to see you, Commissioner. Good to see you, Rich. What does draft week mean to you? What does it mean to you?
1: It's one of the most exciting times of the year for us. Yeah, it's the it's one day I like to say that 32 teams all get better. And you know we bring in some great young men. Uh, each team has a chance to improve. And you're there as part of the start of their career, which is, you know, if there's one moment, which I always remember, is when those young men come out on the stage and they now realize their dream that they worked so hard for, that's a good moment. Right,
0: and then the bear hugs. That, that started a few years ago. Uh, here, on Gerald the McCoy, I think probably was gets the most one? credit for that. I is mean, that what he does? Yeah, he's
1: yeah. A, a great young man, but he was. Uh, it was an emotional time for him, and he said it to me in advance. He said, "I lost my mother recently, and this is uh, something that, uh, when I realize that opportunity to become an NFL player, and I know the team I go to, and I walk out on that stage, is it okay if I get emotional?"
0: Well, it's the first time we're here uh, for a draft in May, and uh, I know a lot of fans have just been champing at the bet for this thing to get started. What feedback have you heard about the draft being two weeks later than normal this year?
1: I think everyone's anxious for it. Uh, everyone wants it to happen. And, you know, most particularly our teams. You know, they're ready to get their, their draft boards off the board and, and get the players into camp and get going. And that's, that's probably our primary concern. I think fans uh, in general are ready for it also. You know, it's, it's later than it usually is. And there's just been a rhythm. There's been a clock that everyone's used to. And A change is difficult for people, but uh, we didn't have the facility available uh, in April this year, and we're looking at different alternatives.
0: Yeah, the facility being Radio City Music Hall, and alternatives would mean moving the draft out of New York City?
1: It certainly could. We're looking at the idea that we move out of Radio City. We're looking at the potential of moving out of New York. Uh, Radio City's been a great place for us, Um, but... There are a lot of cities that are interested in having this in the future, and we're going to look at that.
0: Yeah, who's knocking on your door? Which cities, which municipalities have been knocking on Well, the two
1: most aggressive probably are Chicago and Los Angeles, but uh, we've heard from a few other mayors also.
0: Right, so at what point would that decision have to be made? I mean, (laughs) certain facilities, I imagine, get booked up, concerts and
1: and I'm smiling because we just met on it this morning. Okay. We're, We're focused on the 2015 draft already. I would guess sometime late this summer, early fall, we'll have to make a decision on the format, the location, the date.
0: And the format being just three days or expanded as well, are you looking at a, f- how would a four-day What's wrong work? with seven
1: Seven rounds and seven nights? Well, at seven <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like yeah. a holiday special. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. No, we're. I, I think our focus is, you know, when we moved to primetime a couple years ago, I think it was a great change for us. The fans loved it. The teams loved it. Uh, you know, we'll look at. It's probably a three or four day round, uh, f- three or four day draft, mm-hmm. uh, and seven rounds in that time period.
0: So, uh, like, for instance, one would be one night, two and three would be another, and then you'd split up rounds four through seven. You over could do that, or you you
1: could have round two on the second night, and maybe round three on the third night, and maybe the remaining rounds on the fourth day. Uh, so there, there's some different concepts that are being discussed uh, internally obviously involving our clubs, and we're talking to our partners also.
0: And what about having it in May again? I mean, is this something that's feasible in your mind?
1: Uh, I think it's feasible. What we'll do is evaluate uh, after this draft is over the pluses and the minuses. Uh, The football people will obviously have a a, a say in that. Uh, The fan reaction, our partners, uh, we'll have to see what the reaction is from fans uh, from this year's experience.
0: Playoffs. Playoffs. Expanded playoffs in the National Football League. Is it possible that it happens in 2014, this very season that's coming up this fall?
1: It is possible that window's closing quickly. We have an owners' meeting at the end of May. We'll make a determination of whether we're going to pursue it for the 2014 season. Uh, but that's an ownership decision, and we'll have to make that. We've been talking to our players, we've been talking to our television partners, and we want to make sure we do it right when we do it. Uh, I do believe that it is uh, uh, something that will happen in the NFL whether it's 14 or 15 uh, that's yet to be seen.
0: What do you think the benefits of an expanded playoff field are? Because there are some who who say that that would water down a playoffs because it would allow more teams to get in and make it an easier pathway for a team to uh, Get into the playoffs, obviously. What do you What do you say? Uh, no,
1: with- I don't, Rich. You know, I, there are several things. Uh, first, I believe that our league is so competitive right now. the The difference between winning in this and losing in this league is very tight. And if I thought that we were just going to add two more playoff teams that had no opportunity to win the Super Bowl, I probably would feel differently about it. What you see now is that we have so many teams that could qualify for that playoffs and actually be go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl
0: a seven-seeded Super sure. Bowl champion
1: and you're seeing that you're seeing teams that are lower seeds that are performing incredibly well in the postseason and we've done the analysis on that so there are some teams that have been left out in the past couple of years that uh, I've had several teams tell me I'm grateful they didn't make it to the playoffs they had a chance to really do some damage in the playoffs and maybe win it all so we believe that'll it just make our league more competitive that the, the races will be tighter as we get towards the end of the season, that uh, it will be great from a fan perspective, be great from a player perspective, and this is something that we think could be very positive.
0: And would that require a two-seed no longer getting a bye, or are there feasible scenarios of expanding the playoff field where both the one and two seeds get a bye week, as fans are accustomed the best, to th-
1: The best scenario that we've been able to see is that the, only the one seed in each conference would get the bye
0: so a two seed that's accustomed to having a thirteen. We'll be season, playing. We yes. They'll be playing. Yes. A team that may be on a nice head of steam and a seven seed that nobody proverbially would want to see. But that's
1: exciting to us. Is it, You know, you, we've seen that. You know, this league is again so competitive, and uh, you can lose to a, a seven seed very easily. They're they're that good.
0: Is a an expanded regular season the concept of an expanded regular season? Eighteen regular season games. Is that is that dead? in your mind?
1: No, I don't think it's dead. I think we'll always look at how we improve the quality of what we do. Uh, That goes from preseason to regular season to postseason. Our focus now has shifted to the postseason, but we continue to focus on the preseason also. We haven't had any discussions uh, with the Union uh, about the 18-game season, but uh, that's something that may come up in the future.
0: Speaking of discussions with the Union, where does HGH testing stand as you and I sit here? right now for the draft?
1: Well, we believe there's no reason not to have it. We agreed to it in our collective bargaining agreement three years ago. Uh, The world has accepted the science and there's a global understanding that this is here. Uh, And the union needs to sign off on that. It's signed off on what we agreed to. They've raised issues, we've addressed all those issues. They're now raising from time to time issues that are completely unrelated to HGH testing. Uh, But we think that there's an obligation that for the players' health and safety that this should be implemented uh, for obviously the integrity of the league, And last, but maybe more importantly, sending the right message to kids who play our game and every other game. This is not the way you play sports. You play sports by the rules and and with fairness at the top of mind.
0: Now obviously the union would probably agree with some of the sentiments that you've just uh, expressed right there so what in your mind is holding it up commissioner
1: well they probably do agree with some of the sentiments but they've been unwilling or unable to agree uh... to the testing program and they've raised that we want to do population studies the science is not all the way there uh, in each one of those cases they have been addressed either by us or by global standards Hh uh, testing has been happening on a global basis in other sports and olympic sports Uh, that testing is there Uh, there's no more excuses either you want to do it or you don't want to do it and we clearly as the NFL want to do it and we think it's best for their players
0: Thursday Night Football I know you've been expressing a desire to make that um, a pedestal game in the National Football League it's the kickoff to a National Football League week Um, eight of the games is gonna be on CBS as well as NFL Network together how do you make that in your mind a cultural touchstone as Monday Night Football was perhaps back in the day when it started. How, how do you raise that in your mind to that level of television viewing, the fractured television universe that we, we live in in America right now?
1: Rich, the first thing is you have to build a franchise, and you have to have a vision of how to do that, and you have to have the patience to do it. Uh, because of the NFL Network, we've been able to create a Thursday Night franchise. Mm-hmm what we're doing now is taking it and saying we need to have even more people exposed to Thursday Night Football so it really becomes a franchise where everyone knows who's on Thursday Night Football tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it becomes just like Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football and our afternoon packages. The way to do that for us is through the partnership that we're creating with CBS where we can use the NFL Network and a broadcast partner to reach a broader audience. and make sure that everyone has a full awareness of the fact that we're playing football on Thursday nights with the NFL. What we've seen all along is that fans want more football. They want it on Thursday night, they want it on Friday night, Saturday night. We don't believe we should be playing every night of the week, but we do think Thursday night, through the work that we've done through the NFL Network, is the right way to go. We won't play on Friday and Saturday nights because of our respect and because of the law to high school and college
0: football-hmm yeah that's what I was going to ask you too because you know there there are some in other sports who used I guess hogs and pigs an analogy about the the league expanding into different nights um, y- there are no plans to take the National Football League and put them on nights other than Thursday and Monday is that what you would say right no now?
1: at the end of the season we have uh, yeah, and the, we, announced we we have had a Saturday night game but that's not unusual we've done that from time to time mm-hmm. uh, over our history but No, what we're doing is building franchises. And we believe Thursday night is a franchise we can build. Sunday will always be the core of what we do, including Sunday night football. And then Monday night football has been a hit for uh, close to 50 years.
0: So there are no plans to have a Friday night game or a Wednesday night game or a Tuesday night game in the national football league. Um, Let me just uh, hit you on a couple of items before we wrap up. Outside of the world of football, where the, the world of football has been mentioned, um, and get your thoughts on that, if you don't mind. Certainly with what just went down in the National Basketball Association with Donald Sterling's comments, uh, have you at all addressed anybody in the National Football League about that incident moving forward, just to reiterate this league's position on on racism and things of that nature, Commissioner? Have you felt the need to do anything like that?
1: No, I believe that our ownership understands uh, the world that we live in. Um, how much we value uh, diversity and and that's something that is one of the essential parts of what makes our league successful and has over the decades so uh, no I don't see a need to do that uh, I believe that our owners understand uh, the importance of doing things the right way
0: and uh, there are some who feel based on what the, the commissioner of the NBA took a stance with, with Donald Sterling uh, that the league should take a similar stance on the on the name of the Washington Redskins do you see any connection between those two? Uh, no, I
1: don't. The Redskins has been the name of the football team for 80 years, there's 80 years of tradition there. This is, uh, this is a much different circumstance.
0: And the unionization of col- college players potentially and how that might affect the National Football League, is, is the NFL monitoring that? Are you involved in discussing uh, anything that's going on with uh, the players potentially at Northwestern trying to unionize at the collegiate level? in
1: sports? No, we don't have any involvement in that, Rich. It's not something that, uh, that we're directly involved or even indirectly involved with. We obviously monitor. It. We're obviously aware of what's going on and we follow it. Uh, but we, we really don't know what the impact would be to us. And frankly, because there's still a lot of things that have to be dealt with, uh, we're not sure it'll ever happen. But those are things that, uh, again, we'll, we'll have to monitor and, and deal with. Uh, as they become a reality, if they do become a reality.
0: Yeah, the only reason why I ask is just so many people look to the NFL, obviously, as an industry standard, to take a look to see what your stance is on so many issues, and that would be one that I know a lot of people are wondering. What I know,
1: Rich, and, but, you know, I also believe that we're the national football league, and we should take care of our own house. And, you know, for, for me to be making comments about what's happening in, in college football or other sports, um, you know, they have people running those, and they have people that are making those decisions that are much more informed Mm-hmm. Uh, and are much uh, more appropriate for them to be making comments about. Okay.
0: Lastly, uh, the movie Draft Day commissioner, completely switching gears, obviously. <laughs> uh, are you aware that you could be the first commissioner of any sport, major or otherwise, <laughs> to be up for an Academy Award as Best Supporting Actor? Are you Are you aiming for that right now? Uh, yes. that's
1: something that will be very important to me, Rich. Yeah, But it's not going to happen, as you could tell you from sure? the movie. You sure? Because, yeah? I mean, you obviously, <laughs> you're very convincing as yourself. You know, I had to stay in my own role, so that was okay. <laughs> you yeah. stayed if in if your I can't lane? do that, I'm in trouble. I right? know.
0: <laughs> but what, what, is, what did the league think of, of uh, seeing the draft on the, on the silver screen in a Costner movie. And
1: yeah, I think it was fun. Yeah, I, you know, it was, it was a chance for people to see another side of the draft. And, you know, quite frankly it was probably a, a lot of fans outside of our core audience. Uh, people just understanding what happens behind it. People can debate about uh, was it realistic or not, but there was a lot of work that, was, that went into that. Uh, and I know that when that movie was put together, they did it with Uh, the cooperation of people on our side and uh, we thought it was a fun movie and and it'll be great for just bringing more attention to to the draft.
0: Could that be the first of of many movies that the NFL is behind or
3: putting out Well you
1: know we were we were behind and we were involved with Blindside as an example and you know we participated on these movies and uh, no doubt that more will come our way and we'll evaluate those on a individual basis and if we think it can be good for the game and good for the NFL uh, we'll do it.
0: But not good for your acting career. That's not a consideration. I don't think that's going to be okay. a priority. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just want to make sure about that. Uh, and lastly, <laughs> I, I just want Chris Law to give this. We want to make sure you're not parched during the announcement of any of the picks uh, during the draft. So Should I, mean, I
1: keep this at the podium?
0: That's what I'm asking, okay. yes. Because you, as you, you understand the meaning of branding, obviously. Uh, just put that right up there. I will. Uh, make sure, because we don't want, again, any frogs in the or anything, that. obviously, when you've got the announcement of picks. I, I think It'll be right there with me, Rich. A Rich Eisen podcast <laughs> water bottle. Is, it's yours to keep. Thank,
1: thank, you thank you for coming on. Thanks, Rich. You bet. That's the be commissioner
0: of the National Football League getting ready for another draft week here in New York City.
1: With my podcast canister. Yeah, That's right. Don't forget that. Rich Eisen podcast. Again.
0: <laughs> I just knew about the branding. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. You bet. Well, that was my chat with the commissioner. And some interesting things is um, his HGH comment, I think enough is enough in his mind. Um, It sounds like they're open to moving the draft. That Rahm Emanuel, who is an aggressive individual, as we all know, the mayor of Chicago has been lobbying. Same with Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles. Um, We've been told just walking around the building here that New Orleans has raised its hand. Dallas, as we all know, Stephen Jones has said Jerry's that Jerry's World Jerry's World, holding the draft in that stadium can accommodate a heck of a lot more people than, than are at Radio City Music Hall every year.
2: I, I, I love New York, obviously, because when you come here, Me too. It, it has the buzz. It would be interesting if it moves.
0: Dude, Chicago, but, it would go People would go crazy. Yeah. And, and they would also get, if you remember the Super Bowl in Indianapolis, everyone from around the Midwest came in. Yeah,
2: no, it's true. Driving
0: distance from Indiana, folks would come from Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa. Think about it. Yeah. From, Ohio, a, from
2: a TV production standpoint? Indiana. Haven't they said also maybe one night in one city, one night in Well, how you
0: said, basically, I, I thought it would be you know a four-day, it would be nights one and two and three, and then four and five, and then six and yeah, seven. He said seven But days. he goes, no, we go one, two, and then three, and then the rest on the final day. And, and I, I don't know how a, teams are going to like losing a bye week if they're second-seeded. Yeah. That, that you, you, you hump it. You you win 12, 13 games, and your reward is to host a game against a hungry seven seed. Think of the seven seeds from last year. They would have been Pittsburgh and the AFC, which, as you remember, yeah. was a house of fire. Yeah. And it would be Arizona the and the NFC. Who no Do you one think wanted. Carolina would have wanted to see Arizona the following week? No. Or New England would have hosted Pittsburgh. Now, I know Patriot fans didn't even think they handled Pittsburgh pretty well almost every time Yeah, of late, but those would have been those matchups last year. And that could be the case this year. I mean, that was of interest as well.
2: A lot of, I mean, we got asked the question about the Donald Sterling thing too. And it's, it's all interesting. Well, he
0: says that there, there's a lot of fans again, who believe Redskins we we've talked about it before is, is a slur. Um, Some, as you heard uh, the commissioner say, it's a team name. There are many people. And even when I say that there are many people, I get tweets from people saying there's no argument. What that word is, uh, but you heard the commissioner say that that's a, a team name for 80 years. That there's no connection, sure. and also what you have to. I mean, we don't know what goes on people's personal lives, but Daniel Snyder is not showing up to Redskins games with his mistress no. on tickets with the wife well, sitting there. I mean, there's the way Donald I mean, Sterling has conducted his life in the way you know. Yeah. I mean, it this that is apples and oranges. But a lot of people are wondering if the league's going to do something, and you heard uh, the answer is pretty emphatic that. Uh, that was asked and answered, essentially.
2: I think we live in a different world, too, now post-Donald Donald Sterling because some of the incognito stuff that came out through exchanges in the Riley Cooper incident, if that would have happened now, I think penalties are much different versus before even. This has kind of put everyone's focus on that issue.
0: But you were all talking about uh, players. I'm talking about players, yeah. yeah but, right. it, yeah, but it, this is management. Sure, and which is, is even held to a that, higher standard. Yeah, totally, yeah. As well he should.
2: But I think... If if the Cooper incident were to have happened this offseason post-Donald Sterling, you would have seen a much probably harsher penalty.
0: Well, uh, you heard what the commissioner had to say about all of that, and we'll see how everything plays out, certainly with the draft and the playoffs moving forward. playoffs could be this year. It could be this very year.
2: Remember how perfect everything was last year? That was the perfect—that opening weekend of games— I just don't. don't but you it. can't.
0: You can't have, as as he pointed out, you can't have because you got a three, four, five, six, and seven seed with five, with one extra team in the playoffs. Yeah. You cannot have the two seed on a bye week because then you'd have to put the three seed on yeah. a bye week too. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Basically, the only bye week would be handed out to the top seed, which would make that an even more important race. I mean, we never really look at the that. That's the. The I guess unintended exciting consequence of a draft of, of expanding the playoffs, which I know a lot of fans are, are aren't happy with, because they feel that the league is tinkering with something that's already working, and but the unintended exciting consequence of that would be paying attention to the race between one and two. Yeah. Which and, right now we don't and, pay attention to your, other than the fact that, like, oh, you still get your bye week because two and three we pay attention to because it's a difference home, between home
2: and a home playoff yeah.
0: game the next week or a home playoff game two weeks, two weeks hence. That we pay attention to. That would just push that up the ladder to the one versus two. That would be a huge race right there.
2: Yeah. Did you read between the lines at all? I kind of gathered when you asked about are you interested in playing on any other days he well, said we're interested, interested in franchising. And he, he obviously said not to Friday and Saturday. But it almost left the table open for we're looking at franchise. Like, we, we own Sundays. Monday's great. Sunday night's great. Thursday's the next big thing. He didn't really say well. no, he no to a, No, he did. I
0: asked him Tuesday. He said no. Wednesday, okay, no. I, I must have. I even joked about that. You know, with Tuesday and Wednesday was sort of a joke. But that's to Mark Cuban's yeah, point. Yeah, that's I why I mentioned that part the thing. hogs and pigs, you know, yeah, and yeah. his, you know – folks who were listening to this didn't see his facial reaction <laughs> but he just sort of nodded his head because of what uh mark cuban said last month that the that you know hogs get fat and pigs get slaughter or pigs get fat and hogs get slaughter whatever he said it wasn't very complimentary to the nfl yeah and saying that he, he wouldn't be surprised if they're going to play games on saturday night or even friday nights and friday night is just a non-starter because it's high school nights and long time ago the 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 exemption that the NFL gets from antitrust law right from Congress was predicated on you can't play on Friday nights because of high school games and you heard he said out of respect to the college game and the high school games we're not going to play on Friday and Saturday nights so Thursday night they want to make big and then you get ready for Sunday games with Sunday night and then the Monday night exclamation point is best that ESPN can do it so we'll see it's now time to switch gears Tracy Morgan is walking through that door Pleased to have now on the Rich Eisen Draft Special uh, a man whose comedy tour is beginning the two month comedy tour, uh, Turn It Funny beginning this very month. Good to see Tracy Morgan. Here.
3: Pleasure, Rich. Thank good you. to see you. How are you doing? I'm good.
0: It's Draft Week here yeah. in New York City.
3: Exciting. The National Football. League. Yeah, exciting for the young players, man. I'm excited for them. Now you know a player in the draft. You know. Yeah, who? Trey Mason. From Auburn, yeah. How do you know one, him? I know his dad. His dad was the DJ from De La Soul. De La Soul. My boy Mace, yeah, yeah, the good guy. So you've seen him? I'm happy for him too. You've, you've seen him growing up? You saw him growing up? Oh, uh, not like that, but yeah. you know, I grew up with his dad's music. You know, his dad uh, helped me through some tough times with with the music and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And I just was a big fan of De La Souls, and yeah. I'm happy that his son. Going in the draft. Yeah. Cool stuff. Are you. Come are you, to the
0: Giants. Yeah. So are you, are you a Giant fan? That was what are going to a Giant me. fan. Okay. Yeah. Why Why the Giants?
3: What, I grew know? up off the Giants, my dad. I used to be a, a Dallas Cowboy fan, but my biological father, Tony Dorsett, played for them. <laughs> you yep. know, Tony Dorsett is my daddy. Is that right? I did not know that. Yeah, he didn't know it either. <laughs> I bet you know now, though. So, so he's, yeah, I love he's your totally guy. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then
0: and then the Giants just came. My dad on.
3: converted me and said, "You live in New York, you are a Giant fan." And ever since then, I'm a Giant fan. The Jets were never an option for you. Uh, the Jets, no. My <laughs> dad, I, my father was a Giant fan. I'm a Giant fan. Seems like you're being polite about that. About no, because I, I love the Jets too. The Jets are a good team, mm-hmm. and they're a New York team. But I'm, I'm, well, I lean Giants right and that. And plus, I'm good friends with the Tisch family. Yeah, Steve he's Tish Very really good, good friend, yeah. yeah. And his son, too.
1: Still my boy.
0: Yeah, because I, I also know um, after the draft a couple years ago, RG3 gets drafted. Mm-hmm. And what is he, what's the first thing that he does is he visited the 30 Rock set when you were doing a he live did. show yeah.
3: right down the street, right? So Saturday, RG3, my live set, yeah. And we took a picture together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's exciting. That guy's good. That yeah. guy's good.
0: So, who do you wh- what do you think of the Giants right now, Tracy? Do you think they've got a, a, a We just
3: came off a Super Bowl 2 years ago, and uh, last year was a sort of a rebuilding. We started, but I think we're going to be good this year. We we'll, we we'll, we'll, we will compete this mm-hmm. year. You like what they're Because are the of situation. the momentum of the end of last season, going into the season. Mm-hmm. We had a good ending to the season, and we will continue with that. I like it. This season. You were in the, the National Football League home office right now. The commissioner's right. just down the hall. Tracy. I'm going to visit
0: him, too. You were going to go visit? Yeah, I got a couple of things I'm going to say, to him. That's what I wanted to ask, because this is an
3: opportunity for you to help change the game that you love. Let defense play defense. I looked at the game recently, and every time there's a pass thrown, the receiver's looking for a yellow flag. Like, he's supposed to get it. Like, they're entitled to it. You've got to let the guys play defense. So what are you not like? you, you, you think that the, the rules are... I just are... think that uh, you can't touch the receivers. If, if, you, if you're competing, let them compete. And that's what I don't like. So if, if I was able to walk you down the hall to see RG1, as we referred to him here, Roger Goodell, mm-hmm. That's what you'd you'd say. I mean, let just, the defensive backs compete. Is there anything else that you'd you'd? you'd I'm fine for? with the game. I love the game. Mm-hmm. I like to see a little bit more, maybe maybe a tad more aggression. Mm-hmm. But you know, not anyone getting hurt. I mm-hmm. mean, safety is always first. But it's football, right? And like Deacon Jones said one year, he's eleven on eleven. When did you meet him? I met him two years ago at uh, I was presenting some awards at the Super Bowl a Super Bowl award show, Mm -hmm. and he was there, and it was an honor. It was an icon. Yeah, Yeah. he was a mean. Deacon Jones, baby. I two words, Deacon Jones. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It actually I got to meet Billy White Shoes and Harvey Martin and all these greats, and I couldn't find Tony Dorset, man. Uh, A player that I would love to have met, too, Mm -hmm. was Reggie and Walter. Mm -hmm. I don't need to say their last name. No, you don't. know who they
0: are? You don't. Those are two guys Reggie, that you just Reggie White and Walter Payton. Well, you
3: just said their last names anyway. Yeah, but I love They're them, free. man.
0: Those are guys that you would love to have met. Yeah,
3: man. I've had my life after them being gentlemen
0: mm-hmm. and how
3: they were respected, and they knew their profession. Right. How do you go
0: about your profession with comedy, Tracy? How do you get ready for, like, a two-month tour that you're doing right now?
1: What do you
3: do? Uh, at, at this point, I'm just spending a lot of time with my family. I'm, I'm, I'm tuning up material, mm-hmm. but I'm spending a lot of time with my new daughter, my soon to be wife and my family. Mm-hmm. As long as I know, I've spent a lot of time. Vito Coleone said that. Mm-hmm. Vito Colleone told the guy Frankie that mm-hmm. you spend you, you you spend time with your family. He said, "Of course I do." He <laughs> said, "A man is not a man unless he spends time with his family." So before I hit the road, I'm spending a lot of time, getting a lot of time in with them, That's quality good. time. That's good. And it what, makes me feel better while I'm on the road, and it assures them that Daddy be back. So are you now that you've got you a baby daughter? Mm-hmm. Right? Has that changed? Beautiful your, baby daughter. Yeah, and I also got a shotgun, a shovel, and an alibi.
0: <laughs> good one. Because I just ha- I've got a, a daughter who's eight months. Yeah. And I was wondering what I needed to do a shot. What 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 what? What, what are do it? you need to do? Well, just you get be ready. Be there. Mm-hmm. That's it. But a shotgun, what is it? A shotgun? And a shovel,
3: brand. and yeah. you need a great alibi. alibi. Yeah. I'm not gonna kill nobody. Mm-hmm. Kneecaps. <laughs> One day when they're shopping at Macy's, and her husband sits down and go, Oh, baby, my knees are hurting. And she goes, What's wrong with your name? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ask your father. <laughs>
0: so, do you miss 30 Rock? Do you miss
3: uh, I miss the people that I work with. I miss the people, the unsung heroes, the grips, the cameramen. I miss those people that I saw for seven years straight that helped me look good and be better. And I miss my coworkers. But I don't miss the show, mm-hmm. not like an aunt died or anything like that. Right. Because we did seven years of good TV. So I can see the show anytime I want. Right. All I got is in syndication. Mm-hmm. But then you watch the show and you think about that camera guy or that makeup lady or craft service. Yeah. And that's what I miss. You're a good man. Seeing those people. What was
0: your, your football playing career
3: like? Okay. Uh, I played up until maybe uh, 1987. Mm-hmm. I was a pretty good running back, Is that what very you were? fast. Yeah, yeah. As a junior in high school, I ran maybe a four-five 40. Damn. Junior, yeah, and I ran track too. Track was my passion, and I loved football. But I was injury prone, man. I was like 170 pounds, 160 pounds. You touched me, and a finger was broke. <laughs> so I pretty much knew that wasn't going to be a career. Like and Dorsett that. was your guy. You were Dorsett was my up. no. The uh, Dorsett was my guy, but I tried to dress like Eric Dickerson. How did that go? Birdcage, goggles, head oh, pads so, hanging out. Yeah. Spat it up all the time. Pretty. Yeah. Towel hanging from the side. Pretty. You you dress the way you play. You play the way you dress. So I was always pretty with it. And, and I think, if I'm
0: not mistaken, you wound up playing Eric
3: Dickerson on a Saturday
0: Night Live yeah, sketch. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, you see where that came from.
0: From back in the Just, day.
3: It's my life. Right. Played Eric Dickerson. I got to meet him, too. I'm good friends with him, actually. Yeah. And Jerry and uh, Kellen Winslow two years ago. I had a Super Bowl commercial, so I went to the Super Bowl. To, was that last year? Last year. Mm-hmm. I went to promote because I had Mio fit, and I had to promote it, so I got to go on all the sets, and I did all these interviews, and I got to meet everyone except for Tony. And I love you, Tony, and get better. Yeah, Tony. I love you, man.
0: So uh, when you're going out on your comedy tour, is there, uh, when people are, you know, coming to see you, what do you want them to walk away with, Tracy? What do you want um, them
3: to say? If you see me, see me with your heart and not your eyes. I would just like to release some endorphins and make everybody, just leave the world in a little better shape than it was when I got here. Mm -hmm. Just spreading laughter. That's my way of showing love. Mm -hmm. Sharing my life, my experiences, and my perspective in a funny way.
0: Yeah. And when you watch watch football games, describe a... Tracy Morgan football. Relaxing,
3: man. It. I go to the game. I go to the Giants game. I in I'm 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 into it, man. So you I love go. My you're team, you're at Matt. So I know the game. I know what's happening on the field. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of fans, that's where people, strangers, absolutely come and they share one cause. And it's I love being at the game, mm-hmm. cause fans, man, we 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 together. You know, it's like a, a sisterhood and a brotherhood and. You know when the call is not right, and you know it's passion. Mm-hmm. And that's what's good about it. And everybody, when they after a win, everybody's fouling out of the stadium feeling good about that win, you know? No matter how many games y'all lost, it's good to be back in the win column, you know what I mean? Sure. I'm getting excited just talking about it, man. I'm looking forward it. to the next season.
0: Do you want to suit up? I mean, we got a helmet for you uh, right there. I, you I know mean...
3: what? I was in Dick's Sporting Goods the other day, and I was going to buy a suit just to put it on, <laughs> just to see how it feels. And my lady was like, you was going to buy a whole football suit? I said, yeah, I wanna, I wanted to feel the pads again. It's been so long. I'm 45, you know, it's been so long. I was just going to have her spat me up. <laughs> I was going to sit on the kitchen table with a hanger pulling my toes and make her spat me up. I would pay to see that. Yeah, why? you know. I got, I, got the, I got the money now to buy some top-notch equipment. <laughs> when I was in high school in 87, man, my helmet was a suicide helmet. <laughs> we had one pad over on the right side. We got to protect that right lobe, you know.
0: The left lobe was completely yeah, they, wide open.
3: Yo, you got to understand, man. People used to play with leather helmets, man. Mm-hmm. They had cottonelle for thigh pads. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these people got the best. They got evil Knievel helmets. Yeah, now, I know yeah. that
0: thing is pretty huge right there. Yeah, There's no doubt about that. So the Giants, do you, you think this is a a potential? Super Bowl year, would you even get on it? You would definitely get on to is a Super
3: Bowl in. year, you okay. never could tell in the league. Okay, every year.
0: Well, this man again, uh, go your DVD is out bona fide. Bona fide, yeah, man. that's un- available now. And basically, what you should do is go to either Live Nation or Ticketmaster.com and get tickets to see this man in his two month long comedy tour uh, that's beginning uh, just this month. Turn it funny,
3: yeah. We're we are wishing for uh, a good tour. People come out and leave and get their money. We want to give everybody a bang for their dollar Mm -hmm. and give them some good comedy and give them some good stories and some good characters out there and some good jokes to tell at the water cooler. And we just want everybody to come to turn it funny, man. You know, um, I'm taking all the suffering and pain and my experiences that I've ever been through, and I'm turning it all funny now. And hopefully people will relate and identify with it. And I just want everybody to know that um, you're not the only one. Not You're not world. the only one to go through anything. Right. Let's laugh at it. Good to see you. Thank you, Rich.
0: You bet. It's a pleasure. Thank you, bro. That's Tracy Morgan here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Tracy Morgan, everybody. Tracy Morgan. He knows his football. He does. He's also very um, introspective. Yes, very. That was a more of an interest. I thought he'd be banging off the walls and doing crazy stuff, but he was a very introspective guy.
3: Just Loves
0: his Giants.
2: Doing some research. I mean, he's a guy that's lived a couple lives. I mean, he grew that's up. That's what he said had an interesting childhood and lifestyle when he was younger. and he's de- Definitely a mature man, and I, I think he's said it a few places. He said it here, having the daughter yeah. changed him. Yeah, changed also. him. He's
0: 45 years old. At any rate, go get his DVD, Bonafide, and um, find out where he is coming to a comedy club or a theater near you yeah. for his tour. Um, turn it funny.
2: Ticketmaster.com slash Tracy Morgan. There you go. Shows all the dates. Very good.
0: All right, you ready for your mock draft Tuesday night on NFL Network at nine o'clock? Nine it's a, o'clock, it's a ninety-minute program. Ninety-minute show. Ninety, yep. 90 uh, and 90 you got a little
2: minutes. surprise at three. A little.
0: I don't know what I'm going to do. Something going Oh yeah, on no, now. we've got. Uh, it was an idea that I came up with a few weeks ago, and you have, uh, as your producer. You know, you cracked deep into the budget, which, by the way, let's, let's hope the water bottle shows up with the commissioner. How
2: awesome will that the be? The Rich
0: Eisen podcast water bottle. There's no chance. There's no chance. There's no chance. <laughs> That's
2: like the Carson Daly soundbite of Madonna from a couple of years no, ago. No, no chance. No chance, chance. <laughs> no chance.
0: None. None. There's no chance uh, of him bringing the Rich Eisen podcast water bottle. It's very nice, though. I, I can take one of those, right?
2: Oh, yeah, we got, to, okay, we got, got some of that bring for you. Home, bring you're, it home. You're on um, so
0: the, And then our special's on after the mock show, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time with the commission. The, the television version of cut down of what you just heard on the show. And kudos to Brockman in advance of putting that thing, yes. slamming it together. Yep, he and is, he's
2: got a different editor. Our editor was gone, so he's he's, he's going to be up against it. He'll okay. be slicing and dicing. Well, that's
0: why Brockman gets paid the medium bucks. The medium bucks, Very yes. good. Uh, so, uh, yes. Also, yeah.
2: in, uh, a late release we'll put the mock draft up as a podcast as okay. well
0: very good so we'll get that up too all right very good uh thank you for everything chris Law. absolutely thanks stacy garcia and our booking staff i want to thank also uh the commissioner's staff for uh for putting us on his very jammed busy yeah, schedule pete, pete
2: greg and BMac. big huge oh, yeah. help paul to, hicks uh, too. Don't, forget him.
0: don't forget them all all of them you know uh, so for chris law at chris law i'm at rich eisen for at the eisen podcast we're going to get uh our friend from Sweden's open back on next week. That was a big, huge hit. That was, but for the moment, we just you know you're out of the office. We just had to keep it straight up. Yeah. the old, old stale open <laughs> returned this week. We hope to return uh, next week with a far more fresh piece of open. But for the moment, uh, enjoy our draft special again tomorrow night, uh, t- Tuesday night at ten thirty p.m. Eastern time uh, for at the Eisen Podcast. I'm at Rich Eisen signing off. Stay listening,